This is Real Talk Real Talk Radio This is Real Talk High Praise Ministries presents Real Talk Real Talk This is Real Talk Real Talk Radio This is Real Talk High Praise Ministries presents Real Talk Real Talk <laughs> and welcome to yet another edition of High Praise Ministries Presents The Real Talk Podcast. I am your host, as always, Jesse Jones, here for another installment of this wonderful podcast. I've come to love, even when I'm tired, I've come to love it. And for those of you all who have been Real Talk Podcast listeners since the very beginning, you'll notice the intro's a little different. I got to give a shout out to my boy, Minister Rashawn Trust out in Springfield, Ohio. He took our, our original concept and said, I heard something for this and I want to help out and I want to give you something. So he is the mastermind and the vocals behind our new intro. He coupled himself with my boy, Mike Gibbs and Mike Gibbs Beats. And man, I don't know about y'all, but I like it. It makes me feel certified and official. So shout out to my boy, Minister Rashawn Trust. Shout out to my boy, Mike Gibbs. And as always, shout out to my boy, Russell Worthy. He is our graphics design artist. He designs everything for High Praise Ministries. He, along with my wife, I appreciate him. He's cool peoples. Let's go ahead and get on with the show. And as we get on with the show, we have a special edition of the Real Talk podcast for you today. Y'all notice I didn't give a, give a shout out to my queen, and that is because she is here, but she's not here in the capacity of a co-host today. She is here in the capacity of our guest, our first official guest here at Real Talk Podcast. We're going to do a sit-down interview with the woman behind the man, and really I hate that type of statement because she's not just behind the man, she's just the woman. So allow me to present to others and introduce to some. She is the beautiful, vivacious, the gorgeous, the long ponytail, and tired, y'all. <laughs> she is my queen. She is the queen, Falanda. Say hi to people, baby. Since we're going to be very intimate today. Hi, family. <laughs> really? That's what you're going to do? <laughs> I'm going to need you to talk up a little bit, though. I'm going to need you to talk up some. <laughs> all righty, all righty. So, as y'all know, I, I, I did, a, did a call out last episode. Um, asking people to submit some questions to me because we're going to have a sit-down interview with the queen. And y'all turned up for me. I appreciate it. See this list? And this list isn't even all of the questions That's I got. Questions. Yeah, yeah, y'all, yeah. Because y'all really want to get to know me. And we may go a little over because I want to get through all of these. I like, I like almost all of these. So we're going to, I'm going to run through these and let her take her time to be able to answer them. So you ready to get in? Because, you know, gloves coming off. You know, we're we just going to go ahead and do this. Let's get it. All right. So let's go ahead and start with the first question. That I said it was going to be the first question no matter what. But somebody else said that they wanted to hear the answer to this question too. And that first question is, why did you marry me? <laughs> I figured that would be one of the questions. 
Uh, well, since this is Real Talk Radio, um, and, and for my beloved saints, and some of you ain't. <laughs> Don't forget the wannabes. And the wannabes and gonna bees. How about the gonna bees? Um, okay, so it was a combination of things. Um, my first initial attraction to him was actually um, sexual. Let's just be honest. If I can just be real honest with myself, it was it was uh, it was a sexual attraction. His mind is uh, very quick. He is um, yeah very quick witted and quick minded. Um, he's good on his feet. Um, he's not. Stum- nah, I broke my ankle. I broke my ankle. I didn't do no more. <laughs> Mentally, he's good on his feet. <laughs> Let me just clear that up. Um, and and that initially attracted me. It was something mentally stimulating about him first before anything else um other than his persistence he is extremely persistent he wore a sister down i was like wow do you still you still want to talk to me that's that's interesting you should be gone by now by all my calculations and my science you should be gone by now um and lastly why did i marry him because he showed me his heart. Um, when I needed him the most, when others, when I gave him, actually I gave him the opportunity to walk away. We met in the most untimely of times. <laughs> um, my mom had just had a heart attack and a stroke and I was in the process of going to Chicago to care for her. And to be honest with you, I was really fed up with Columbus, Ohio and didn't want to be there. And I was taking that from sign from God that it was time to move forward and move back home. Um, so I was in the process of, because my mom was sick, my mom needed me, I needed to trans- transition back home. And he called me and texted me the whole entire week that I was there. Um, yeah, and his, his persistence really won me over. He was very supportive. He was very caring. When I got back, he was the first person to pick me up from the bus station. And it and it and it's little examples like that, like being there for me and my daughter, even when he didn't have to. We went through some difficult times where he had the opportunity before we were married to walk away, and he didn't. Um, so it, it, it is him just showing me his heart, and that he genuinely cared. And that put him above any of my other past fiancés that he genuinely cared for me. Aww. Now, see, there y'all go. See, y'all got the answer. We can go ahead and leave that alone. She <laughs> married me because, like she said, I'm good in bed. That's what she said. That's well, what I got out of Oh, my goodness. That That's is, what I got out of I said, <laughs> that is, wow, Jesus. Let's move on. <laughs> so... One of the questions that was submitted, and I purposely made sure not to write who sent what questions so that I wouldn't get preferential treatment to the questions either. Gotcha. So, one of the questions that was submitted says, what are some challenges you faced being married to a pastor? Oh, okay. Well, if we can be really honest and raw, um, for for a lot of women in this position, we know that if you look at the body of Christ... And typical on your, um, which is our Saturday, our worship service or your Sunday worship service. If you're not a member of High Praise Ministries, and if you're not, I don't know why you're not. But anyway, <laughs> um, the majority of our membership is women. I mean, the body of Christ, women outnumber men nowadays. Um, and so you have to put, 
your insecurities aside, um, we still marry. At the end of the day, be it pastor and air quotes, first lady, um, we still married at the end of the day. So I, I really have to be secure in our relationship because not only do he, he is not one of those, um, and, and not no slight against them, know that they have bigger congregations. He's no Joel Osteen, no um, Bishop T.D. Jakes or any of those big pastors, but he is very accessible to people. And I think that's one of the things that I love about him as a pastor. So I would want him to give that same kind of courtesy to other people. So there'll be calls and texts and phone calls. And some of y'all have some frivolous questions. And <laughs> some, sometimes, it, it, you know, as we grow in Christ, some things are just common sense. But that's just me. Um, but he and he, I have to, I have to share him. So that, that could be kind of difficult at times. Um, I am not your traditional first lady. I am not looking forward to sitting up on your big chairs and in the middle of service with my big fancy hat, even though I do enjoy a good big hat. Um, <laughs> I am not the traditional kind of sit there kind of person. I am out and about and about my life. I love life. I love enjoying life and the demands of ministry um, kind of hinders us from doing things that more so I would like to do. My husband's done this all his life. Um, and this, I don't know if this is a question on there, but I'll go ahead and reiterate this for go people ahead. who don't know me. Um, I've not been saved all my life. I did not grow up in church. I got saved at 19. Um, and I've really been taking this walk seriously since I don't know what the words. Um, uh, so for, for me, it, it is, it's, it, it's a balance of, you know, the timing and demands of the ministry versus, um, the time and continuing to build our relationships. I was, I would speak to any of you who are married and who are pursuing marriage and want these long-term relationships that you have to learn to balance because you can get lost. And if you get lost in the shuffle, um, you could lose each other. You can only take on, both can only take on so much water before you lose each other. So it's, it's a balance and a struggle, but it's worth it. Like since, um, am I avoiding, am I overshot the question? No, go ahead. This, this, oh. you. <laughs> this is all about you. You do you. Do you. Um, I, I would, I would say that this has been one of the most taxing, and beautiful experience that I've ever had to observe in my life. Like, um, from watching two of our members, I don't know if I want to say their name or not. Getting baptized and seeing people saved and delivered and just people propelling themselves and in, in their purpose and just reaching levels in God that are just aspirational. Um, in the, within this ministry, it, it has been such a blessing. You don't know how much that blesses me as much as God blesses you. Like just to watch it, just to partake of it. It's, it's, it's really quite beautiful. All right. All right. <laughs> I like this. Kind of, these next two kind of piggyback off of what you said. So I'm going to ask them in tandem. Okay. So the questions are, what is one thing that just doesn't seem to get easier for you in life? As you go. And the other one is, what is one of your greatest successes since you've been called to ministry? Um, 
I can go with one of my successes first. One of my greatest successes, and I, I give this none to me because I am new at this. Let me just clear that up. I I still consider myself a babe in this, um, even though I'm four years old. <laughs> um, I am still a babe in Christ as far as this goes. I don't ever want to get to the point where I think that I know it all because once I stop knowing, once I get to the point I feel like I know everything, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. I'm dead in the water. Um but one of my the greatest successes has been the number of souls I have been able to walk back to Christ or to Christ, um, be it within the youth ministry when we were at VLCC or the ones who have came into salvation or recommitted their life to Christ within higher praise ministries. And the fact that God could use me, um, someone who I just thought just was not worth that, like God, I never saw God being able to use me to get people to him. Um, and, and that it has just been such a blessing. Like that, that's been one of my greatest experiences to know that, you know, I can help someone in that manner just to get to him. Um, one of my struggles is, mm-hmm. is public speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have no problem ministering to people one-on-one. You could call me, text me, inbox me, um, within reason. <laughs> you, you can do all of that and I will have no problem. I will pray with you. I will sit with you. I will cry with you. If need be, I will get a bat for you. <laughs> Cause sometimes, um, people need to be taken by the force of violence. Anyway, <laughs> Um, I would do all of that with you, but public giving messages, I still struggle with feeling like I'm not worthy to do God. I does like, I struggle with doing God justice. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't ever want to shortchange all of his goodness. Like for, I try to express in the best way possible, all of the goodness I've experienced with God. Like for me, so I have a background in sales. Um, and that we were always taught the, the best way to sell a product is to sell the benefit. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Christ, there are so many benefits to this relationship. And I just want to express all of that to so many people. Like, sure, that's some stuff you can't do. But if you be honest, a lot of those things are illegal anyway. <laughs> You can't do them and not go to jail. So, <laughs> but they're, they're, to express the benefits, um, to being like just him raining down blessings, him healing, him delivering, him loving you. Like for so many, so many people, especially nowadays, like there's, there's a real absence of love in this world. Like genuine, pure, unadulterated love. Um, people have bad intentions and motives and it's ingrained in us and now we teach it to our kids. Um, you love me if you buy me a PlayStation 4. That's not what love is about. Um, but knowing that someone could love you through your faults, your good, your bad, and your indifferent, that someone can continually love you and support you and have your back. A lot of us don't have that. So I, I struggle making sure that when I do go before the people that I am... I am saying the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want I don't want bad advertisement for God. I don't want that. So I struggle with at my worth and whether or not I'm saying the right thing. I, I always overthink it and process it. 
Interesting. And I promise y'all, for the most part, all you're going to hear from me is questions, but I have to jump in here for just a moment. That is a struggle that almost every minister has gone through. Either they're going through it or they have gone through it. Mm-hmm. Feeling worthy, making sure you're saying the right thing, worried about if I say something and it's wrong, the impact that can have. Yeah, because, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, it's a lot of people out here do it who are spouting bad words. They are poisoning the people. And I don't want to take people's lives because I said something that's incorrect. But that's the the wonderful thing about God. Like, one, he'll always give you another opportunity to clean it up. Mm -hmm. You saw that today. Today, in today's message. In in service today, because we're taping this on Saturday today, uh, I had to apologize to the people because last week, I made a statement that was incorrect. It wasn't really anything big that would have uh, messed people up necessarily. But it was still the fact that it was a statement that was incorrect that needed to be corrected. And I took the time, one, to apologize because I had got something wrong. And then I went ahead and corrected it. That's the first thing. So God will generally give you the opportunity to correct whatever mistake that you make. But the second thing is, is the fact that you are consciously aware that there's a chance that you may say something wrong, Mm -hmm. that's why God wants to use you. He doesn't want to use the arrogant. He doesn't want to use the haughty, as the Bible likes to talk about. Mm -hmm. He wants to use those people that recognize, I can't get this wrong. Mm -hmm. And if I do, I'm messing your name up. So God, it can't be me. It has to be you. Mm -hmm. And as long as you keep that mentality, God got your back. I can promise you that. 38 years of this, I promise you, <laughs> he, he got your back. I want to move away from church for just a second. Okay. Because there's, there's a question, there's actually two of them sitting on here. I don't know if I want to ask them back to back, but I love these, these, these two questions in particular. I know I'm going to hit one now. That, man, when I read them, and I know who, they, who they're sent by because I know the question. I saw them, oh, man, I got to get that. And this is something that I can't answer. This is one of the reasons I love it. Like a lot of these other things I probably could answer whether about myself or for you. Mm-hmm. Can't answer this one. So let's start with this one. Okay. It says, as a former single parent, what impact is the increased rate of single parenting going to have on society going forward? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, told you. Told Ooh, you. That, that's, that's a deep one. Okay. Um... <coughs> I think we are we are crossing. Okay, so I know statistically, and yes, there, there it is. You just found out one word. I can, something I cannot do. I cannot statistically. Thank you. Say that word correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there it is. I found one of my flaws. Uh, <laughs> uh, as far as what the numbers say, um, the, the number of single parents that are out there. Um, is actually decreasing. Um, and I, I can only speak from the minority community. Um, it's actually decreasing because I think we've hit a shift where so many of us, so I was raised by a single parent. 
Um, I have a rela- I had a relationship with my father up until he passed, but he lived on the West Coast and we lived in Chicago. He lived in California and I lived in Chicago. So a, a large majority of my life, a lot of ours was telecommunications and letter writing. Um, and that is how we maintained our relationship, up, except for the times when he actually lived in Chicago with me. Um, and I think people, there were a lot of people like myself. Like, I never set out to be a single parent. I don't think uh, any woman sets out. Okay, with an exception of this, a, a set of business women who want to have it all. They want to have children and they want their careers to flourish and so they get artificially inseminated Mm -hmm. um because look we only got so many years that we can procreate uh so aside from that set i don't think there's any women that set out to be single parents um and i think we're taking a turn as a society because we've for those of us who have been raised by single parents um, and we're starting to learn from the mistakes of our past, not the ones that you physically made, but the ones that you've seen made, and we're trying to do better. Um, I'm, we're also seeing an influx of single fathers as parents now too. Um, the law still haven't caught up with that, but we're finding that there are a lot of women who can't or will not raise their children. Um, so. I think we're coming to a place where co-parenting, if you are not a married couple, co-parenting and getting along and learning that it's not about us. For me, it was, it was when me, okay, so for those of you who don't know, Ashley is not Jesse's biological child. Um, and for me, it was never about me and him being together. When I found out I was pregnant, it was about me and him raising her properly. Mm-hmm. Like, you can raise children with two loving parents and not be in the same household. Me and him were never meant to be in a long-term relationship. Aside from what he may have wanted, me and him were not equally yoked <laughs> for the churchy. Um, we were never meant to be in a long-term relationship. I knew it from the beginning. Um, actually, I tried to avoid having a child for him but that's probably another story that's a little too real for real talk. <laughs> um, but yeah, me and him, I, my goal was that we co-parent her and that she get the proper male influence and the proper female influence so that she be a balanced person. And I think as, as the generations continue that we will start to do better as men and women. Like, men are starting to realize how devalued they are and what role they have played in that. And so you're finding fathers stepping up and being single fathers when women weren't, which is a new thing because that's never genetically, we're not made for that. Mm-hmm. But men having to step up and nurture and raise their children. I have quite a few male friends who are single parents. Um, but... It's, it's because we're starting to learn from the mistakes of the past. So either it's, it's either going to go, we're going to do away with single parents and people are going to start wanting to raise their children together and not having children and they don't intend to be with that person for the rest of their life and co-parent together as a married couple 
Or we're just going to have people who are technically legally single parents, meaning they're not married, but still co-parenting one another together. The shift is happening, though. So you're seeing... You're seeing more fathers, aside from the whole child support issue, the financial aspect of it, because men are tired of that. Uh-huh. You should have been there in the first place. Anyway, <laughs> um, but aside from that shift, it's, it's they're finding out how little value they have. And, and now that we have this more emotionally connected, I don't want to say feminized, <laughs> but emotionally connected kind of man that is coming along now in these generations they're finding how little they are that devalue and they're trying to do better so like my brother has six we're gonna call it six um, <laughs> we're not gonna name names just we're just gonna it. call it we're gonna call he has six children by three different women um and he makes a conscious effort to to be there for his children. Um, he was raised in a household with his father the majority of the time. I want to say the majority of the time, uh, up until our parents separated. Um, but I, I find that he makes a conscious effort to be there for his kids and get to know his kids. Not just to be there and hand out the paycheck, but to spend time with them and get to know them. The value of the man in the household is starting, I think it finally clicked for a bunch of men out there that I have a role to play. And if I don't play a role in my child's life, then somebody else will. I'm easily replaceable. And they feel devalued because of that. So I feel like there's a shift happening there that men are making more conscious decisions. Um, I can't say it's all men. We have a granddaughter now. <laughs> I can't say it's all men, but I will say that for, I guess it goes back to Romans 8 and 28, mm-hmm. all things work together. So even though it may not be, it, like it wasn't, it wasn't Freddie raising Ashley, but God sent you in the place to help raise Ashley. So, I think we're starting to see a shift in that. Kind of like, I know this is off subject, but kind of like in the body of Christ where we're seeing, you know, fathers in the gospel, ministers um, getting fired (laughs) and Mm -hmm. being replaced in a new generation raising up um, to start to lead, guide, and direct. Um, And even mothers in the gospel. um, I, I think we're starting to see that kind of shift in the home. Like you see that there are men who are willing to step up. And we have to give them credit where credit is due. Because, I mean, yeah, it's not a lot of y'all, but you're one of the good ones. Like, um, and and there are other men out there like that. um, A lot less features, a lot lot more more emerging Russell Wilson. Yeah, a lot more Russell. That's a good analogy. There's a lot more Russell Wilson's coming up than than, than the futures. and and it's it's a shift. It's gradual, but we as women have to <clears throat> we have to do our part. Like you you need to be more selective. Like people be saying that you know oh you just you ain't gonna never be with nobody because you no you need to have your standards. You need to set your standards. Know what you're getting into and be realistic. We cannot have the attitude that you are going into a relationship with somebody and you are going to change a man. A man is a man. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you start and you have the ability to alter him 
in a good way. If you think you have that ability to alter him, know that you also have the ability and someone else has the ability to alter him in a bad way. If he is a fully formed man, then you should not be able to sway him that much. You, he shouldn't be moldable like clay. He should be more mm-hmm. like, like a good stiff pizza dough. <laughs> Did I answer that? Did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> like I said, this this is this is your time. Okay. They, they hear, the people in general hear from me so much. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I wanted to do this interview because I felt like it was a good idea for them to hear from you. And the majority of these questions, 99% of these questions, come from the people. And people you know. So that's what I also found interesting in some of these questions that they're asking. I was like, yeah, yeah, I like that one too. So let, let's, let's move soft for a second. Okay. So, and let's bring up a, just a, this is a kind of an easy laid back question that's interesting. I may make it a little deeper afterwards and I'll depend on the answer. But the question says, mm-hmm. What is a food that you eat or have ate or that you see or smell, so food, mm. that always brings back memories? Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. Looks like y'all stumped me. Y'all, y'all stumped Yeah, me. that. <laughs> uh, hold on. Okay, okay. So. I guess it would have to be, and, and I have to kind of generalize it, but it's not, but baked goods. Okay. Baked goods always have memories attached to them. Like, um, like sweet potato pie. I, my, my grandmother who just passed this year, last year, last year, last year, my grandmother who passed last year, um, like watching her be in the kitchen and rolling out pie crust. Like, I'm a baker. I believe it took my own harm. I'm a phenomenal baker. I get down Please in the open kitchen. open up a business. Y'all help me. Y'all help me <laughs> get the Philanda Baker business off the ground. I've been trying it for years now. But I, I attribute all of that into the, um, the love and the passion and intensity of watching my mom cook um and my grandma cook and my great grandma julia cook i can remember when i was i was probably four maybe three four three or four years old visiting my grandmother in mississippi and um watching her make biscuits with a spoon which i thought was like once i found out you're supposed to do it with your hand that the majority of people do it with their hand i found it very odd but she could make the most elegant biscuits with spoons she would be in the kitchen with wooden spoons and the flour and everything and just whip them up and then come to find out years later that my grandfather didn't like he didn't like his food to be touched so she learned how to make biscuits and she would whip them things together and with the spoon and it was it was just amazing and roll that dough out and she hardly ever touched the dough like I will make biscuits and have flour of my arm. So like the smell of flour and sugar and cinnamon and apples 
And even now, those kinds of memories. I can remember the, uh, the one Christmas, like if I smell peach cobbler, where Ashley tried to make her first peach cobbler from scratch. <laughs> and she was in there with the dough with her hands, and I'm trying to instruct her on how to properly do it and roll the dough. And her losing her mind and trying to get the right balance of spices and sugar and, and just being so proud that she made it and being so judgmental about it. <laughs> but the smell of baked goods always... Like they bring back memories for me, so I guess that would be the one food. In that same vein, there's a question that says, "What is your best memory of the last three years?" I'm gonna expand and say the last five. Ooh, uh, three is a is a weird number to me. So I'm gonna say five years. Okay. Um, not to take away from all the other great memories that I've had. Mm-hmm. Don't be prefacing it. Uh, <laughs> it is your answer. Your answer is um, what it is. Watching watching Layla be born. I figured that was going to be the answer. It is. Like, know that I never wanted Ashley to be in a position of being a single parent. And to be honest with you, for as long as Ashley has been babysitting kids, I didn't really think she was going to have no kids no time soon. If at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when she told me that I was about to be a grandma, I was freaked out and I was not ready um, and when she went into full-blown labor and the whole delivery process and watching her bring another one of us in the world, because, okay, so have you, if you ever seen pictures of me, me, my mom and Ashley look alike. If you talk to us on the phone, we actually all sound alike. So it's kind of weird. Now we brought this fourth clone into the world because Ashley, Layla looks more like me as a baby than Ashley did. Like, my mom is completely freaked out by Layla 99% of the time because Layla looks exactly like me. <laughs> but that that has had to be one of my most amazing memories. I don't think I'll ever forget that. Like, that's probably more gross and gory and wonderful than me bringing <laughs> Ashley into the world. Because, look, you can only see from here up. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it is... It is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So check this out, y'all. We're gonna come. We're gonna take a short break, and we're gonna come right back with some more of this wonderful interview segment of Get to Know the Queen, Falanda. Are you tired of church as usual? Are you looking for something different? Do you need a real, relevant word that's impactful and will reach you right where you're at? Then High Praise Ministries is the ministry for you. Come fellowship with us every Saturday at 1 p.m. Here at 3466 Holcomb Bridge Road in North Cross, Georgia. Here at High Praise Ministries, we believe in bringing forth a real, raw, relevant word to reach you wherever you're at, no matter what you're going through. No judgment, no fuss. We'll have you in and out in an hour and a half of power-packed word and worship. So come, fellowship with us. Come see what the difference is all about. High Praise Ministries Next Level Church. We're the real raw church of purpose, and we are college for your soul. And we're back, we're back, we're back. All right. In case you're just joining us, I don't know how, but you know that's what they say when we come back from a break. We are sitting down, or I'm sitting down here at the Real Talk Podcast, and we're having a sit-down, intimate interview 
with the queen, Queen Philanda, the minister and the queen of high praise ministries, the man, the woman behind the man, although I hate that statement, but that's what they like to say. But she's more than just that. And it's a good opportunity to get to know her. And if you missed the first portion of this, you missed some interesting nuggets and some tidbits uh, to know and to, and to grow with and to learn about this wonderful, dynamic woman whom I love. So let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. Let's get back to church because, you know, we started off with some churchy questions, got away from them, even though you still is churchy. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, no, that's you. That's you now. Now you can never say you ain't churchy. You can always try to say you ain't, but you is. You is. Let's do this. Aside from ministry, mm-hmm. what is a true area of struggle for you in your Christian walk? That's a good one. I know, that's why I asked it. It's not my question, though, but that's why I picked it. Uh, I, I want to say, okay, so the first thing that pops in my mind is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. But I have taken some step in these last couple of weeks. Yes, you have. To grow in that area. So, I guess... One that I would have to say probably would be second to that would be money. Okay. Money and finances. Um, I, I tithe. Um, it may not be much, but I tithe. I tithe my 10% on all of my increase, my income taxes, the whole nine yards. Um, but it, I, I guess I struggle with, okay, so for all these many years of not only taking care of myself, but taking care of my family um and being like a big breadwinner um it it is hard for me to not be in control of the finances um and it it, it's it's been a struggle like me looking back over my years of life (laughs) (laughs) um and all of the money because i know money okay so here's the thing so like i know money I know how mm-hmm. to make money. I have been I have been blessed to be around some people who have taught me about finances, investing and saving and things like that. And because I know better, I feel like I always should be doing better. Mm-hmm. And I'm not where I want to be. Like there are things like it may not seem like it. Um, but I got some bougie habits. Yes, she does. Oh, um, Jesus. I I have worked <laughs> I have worked and I deserve I feel like I deserved the nicer finer things in life. So when I can't make the money and put the money towards the stuff that I want, um, it, it 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 troubles me. And I, I know that we always talk about that this is a faith walk and and you know casting all our cares upon God. But I I feel like. My struggle with wanting a Louis Vuitton purse <laughs> should not be... I, I feel like that's a frivolous care to cast upon God. <laughs> so I struggle with that. Not that I'm going to rob him in my tithe and my offerings to do that. Because I have learned better. I've been spanked on the hand before for that. <laughs> so I'm, I've learned better. But it's it's hard. It's hard when the bills come in. And I I'm my, my goal is to be a homeowner. Like before I die, I want to not only have my home, 
I, I, I want it upon my death to be paid off and Big Mama's house to be passed down and build generational wealth for our family. Like I want to pass Big Mama's house on to Ashley and Ashley passing on to Layla and Layla passing on to her grandchild. Like that is one of my goals and aspirations is to have that. Um, to build generational wealth. You know, coming from a long line of people who have been renters and throwing away money because renting is throwing away money to me because you don't ever possess the land. You, it's never yours. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I want to build that generational wealth and I, I struggle giving that to God because I'm always constantly trying to figure out and then I get upset with myself when, when it doesn't come to pass. Like, so finances and, and casting, giving him that and, and, and to be honest with you, trusting him with that, it's, it's a struggle with me. And, and I promise you, as, as a pastor, as a person who's been in church all my life, finances being a struggle in terms of this walk is normal. You are committing the thing that you can see, touch, and know what to do with mm -hmm. to someone you can't see and have no idea what they're going to do with. So I, I get that. It's, 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 there's nothing wrong with that struggle especially since you recognize it. Mm -hmm. My only statement, slipping in the past mode for half a second, would be simply this. Have you ever thought about maybe the reason that you don't have some of those things are because you have not casted those as cares to them? I know. And I don't mean just like the house and all that. You made a statement of you feel like maybe the Louis Vuitton bag is a frivolous thing to cast on him. But maybe you don't have that bag because you have not said, hey, God, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. The Bible teaches us that our job or one of the things that our job or one of the things that we're to do is to make our requests known unto God. He didn't tell you to weigh what your request was. He didn't tell you to weigh how big or how small it is. He just said, make your request known. Let me make it practical for you. Now shut up. Well, I won't shut up because I'm asking questions. Um, <laughs> You would fuss at Ashley mm -hmm. if she didn't tell you she wanted or needed something as a child. Yeah. No matter how big or small it was, you would be highly upset if you if you found out Ashley wanted something and didn't come tell you. Yeah. Why would God be any different? Our Heavenly Father, which is a parent, mm -hmm. which means you're his child, and you have a desire and his command is that we speak to him our desires, though he knows them. Our job is to speak to him those desires, mm -hmm. and he chooses not to do it. So his statement is, as long as you choose not to give it to me and tell me about it, I will hold it till you're ready. I'll leave that alone. I think I'm gonna try to I just know nothing. I hear you. I told y'all I wasn't gonna try to talk to him. I'm trying not to. I'm just sitting and listening and enjoying y'all hearing me so much. Like I said, I need y'all to be able to hear from her. So let's move on before I start preaching again. Ooh, I like this question. Um, what besides God motivates you? My family. My family. Um... Like, even coming into this walk and, and, and getting saved, it, it was, 
it really wasn't for me. It it was for Ashley. Mm-hmm. Like me, I I wanted to be. I wanted to be the best parent I possibly could, mm-hmm. and I found that I couldn't do that by myself. Not not that I was ever physically by myself, but it, it took a lot. It, it took a lot being a single parent, um, and so my my motivation before before even thinking of myself because let me if I could just be really raw with y'all for a moment. I did a lot of things, and I'm a, I'm a very conscious and honest person with myself i never want to sugarcoat it so i've done a lot of things in my past that had i had have died on the day that i did these actions i went to hell i wasn't saved i wasn't trying to be saved and i was actually okay with that like some people be like oh no no because oh so and so is in heaven no no let me we be really real with ourselves and 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 you can't be no more raw than with your own self. Mm-hmm. You have done some things that if you drop dead today, that day after you done done that thing, there's a good chance you're not gonna make it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I was one of those people that was, I was okay. Like me and my friends would joke about it, but I was serious. I'm like, yeah, if we if we drunk driving in this car tonight, and if we crash and go in an accident, just know that I got VIP passes. To cross them fiery ropes <laughs> to take this cruise down under. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. I was okay with that. Um, but I wanted to give my child the best opportunity possible. I am very conscious of my actions nowadays, especially with my family. Um, because they... They, for all intents and purposes, I know kind of it was intentional and some of it's not intentional, but my mom kind of raised me to be the replacement mommy for my sisters and brothers, um, to take care of them and make sure that they taken care of and kind of raise them because my mom didn't expect to live this many years. She really didn't. Um, she's a very conscious and honest person about herself and her actions. And she put herself in some situations where it's only through the grace of God that she's still here today. Um, but I, I wanted to make sure that I, I tried to make sure that when I did these things, that I was very honest with my family about my actions and, and the things that I have done because I don't, I don't want their blood to be on my hands. So my family is a great motivator. My friends, my family, people coming up around me, coming up with me, being groomed and molded by me. Ashley, Layla, um, even my husband. I try not to, like, I, I have moments where I, I just want to wow. I just want to wow out. <laughs> but I, I try not to make sure, like, okay, so if I could just be very raw, and y'all gonna be judgmental about this. So we are in Atlanta, Woo-hoo! where we are, where there is. So put the sex aside. Put everything that you preconceive your notions about the strip clubs aside. Um, this that is a whole other culture here of entertainment, and I would like to go. <laughs> Let me just be honest. I, in a previous life, have had experience in the adult world. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. You didn't ask that question. You don't get an answer to that. <laughs> don't try to bring that up later. <laughs> Um, 
I am comfortable with who I am. I'm comfortable in my salvation. I am comfortable in my sexuality. And I just think that art in all of its forms can be beautiful. Um, I cannot go into a strip club with my husband. <laughs> because, for one, he thinks it's gross. <laughs> oh, no, it's not that I think it's gross. It's just that uh, there's no point. First of all, he don't see the point talk, of it. I really don't. If, if, since it's real talk, I'm just going to be, be, be real raw for a second. Y'all forgive past for being real raw. Here's the thing. I've never understood the purpose of intentionally giving myself blue balls. All, all, all of the hormones. Mm-hmm. All of the erection without the payoff. I don't see the point. I, I, and I understand that. I respect you for that. Um, at the same time, I don't want people to think bad of you. Like for as many invites and opportunities that we... Okay, so this this Atlanta. Like they, it's for real. It's going down. Like there was actually a block party, a 1996 block party I wanted to be at today. <laughs> Um, right now, during the middle of this broadcast, I wanted to be out there listening to old school reggae and, and duddy whining and getting it in. But at the same time, I have to be very conscious that to not present my husband or this ministry in a bad light. So it's a balance. It's a balance. So let me go ahead. Since since this is my ministry, or excuse me, let for y'all for y'all who are super deep in churchy, the ministry God has given me to watch care over. Let, let, let me go ahead and squash us real quick while we on air. See, some things we're working out right on air. We don't mean to, but they come up, so here we go. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about that. It's not your job. First of all, it's not your job to worry about how the ministry looks. Mm-hmm. That's my job. It's your job now if you speak word to make sure you're accurate because, yeah, that reflects on you. Mm-hmm. But all of that aside, Nigga, you my wife. You there. 90% chance I'm going to be there. What? Look, I'm so tired of Christians acting like Christians got to be uptight. What none of y'all listening to Jesus loves me this I know while you was getting busy making your kids. Some of y'all was dirty wine. Some of y'all was listening to this, to this 90s music. I'm a 90s R&B fan. Some of y'all was listening to it. And some of y'all, a couple of weeks ago up in Columbus, was sitting right in church on Sunday, but on Saturday, he was at the Boys to Men concert. So let's stop acting like we always Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You wanted, you could have gone. Well, I mean, you was asleep, so I mean, you could have gone there, but I was and I ain't going nowhere now. <laughs> But prior to, we could have gone. I don't, listen, I don't, I don't really care what folks say about me at this point. I'm so far past that. We're going to do what we do. You want to you wanna hear the word that God got from, got, that he's put in me to give to you? Cool. If you don't, cool. I ain't worried about it. You stop being concerned with these trifling, ignorant, immature, still breastfeeding 30-year-old Christians who ain't never really had no real encounter with Jesus and all they think is that Jesus is coming to church, giving your offering and kissing the foot of the pastor. Ain't none of that about Jesus. Jesus is about your relationship. Jesus is about how you spend your time with him. Mm-hmm. How do you know you, you not being there may free somebody up to say, well, maybe I can be a Christian because I saw Minister Philanda down there and she was still able to have fun and I struggled with my ability to be able to have fun and still be saved. Mm-hmm. 
How do you know you may not be there and somebody tap you on the shoulder and say, there's something different about you when you pray with me? Because you've had that happen now. And Kroger said, well, yeah, people just come. Yeah. So, so to box yourself off because of people is crazy. Stop that. Stop that. Ow. So we're going to move on. <laughs> I, hey, look, look, I'm still a correct. I still do correction. See, for for some of y'all who don't think I correct my wife as a pastor, I sure do. She get up worse than anybody else. So, ooh, I like this one. I'm gonna take a deep breath for this one. Cause it's not it's not a deep question, but it's gonna be a hard question. Okay. Cause it's hard for people for almost anybody to answer. Okay. What do you feel is your purpose? And no, that did not come from me. Ooh. So, okay. I, I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Most I people do. Um, because if you'd have asked me that question at 19 when I first got saved, I would I would say to be the best mom I could possibly be, to raise Ashley into greatness. Um, now that Ashley's an adult, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'm still looking into that. I think as we go through the different cycles of our life, mm-hmm. that it changes and it evolves. And and right now, I'm I'm trying to find that. So if I could just be honest, yeah, I'm I'm trying to find out what's my next step. And I love that because more people than you know are in that same position and for them to hear you say it has just blessed so many. In my mind's eye, somebody is trying to fight off tears right now because, oh my God, somebody understands how I feel. I don't know my purpose, but I'm in church and I feel like I'm supposed to. So I've been faking it all this time and I didn't realize it's okay to not know and still be seeking. Yeah, I went deep on that one just for you. I told you, I told you, gonna get there. Let's take a woosah. Let me get a woosah here. So let's get, okay, here's a woosah question. Here we okay. go. What is the silliest or craziest fear you have? That I'm not good enough. That is a silly fear. Mm-hmm. It is. Like, I always feel like, okay, so my, my personal motto is when you know better, you're required to do better. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know a lot. Um, my mind is so infinite. I don't want to say that I'm smarter than an average person. You are. <laughs> but my mind, my mind goes beyond the inside of the box thinking. So, and I've had so many great opportunities and experience that I, I know more than I'm allowed to use <laughs> or I feel comfortable with using. Um, so I, I always feel like, um, that especially as we have gotten older, we're now heading up to nine years of marriage. Like I'm not pretty enough. 
or I'm not attractive enough. You crazy? Uh, I you said it, or you know that you know the, the next chick come around with pretty eyes like me, cause my husband's not a typical T and A kind of man. He's an eyes and smile kind of guy, and he, like I said, he's charismatic. Once you get once you get to know him, he is a very persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I, I know you meant that a good one, but that sounds so horrible. No. I mean, okay, so <laughs> being real, like, you, you're not, like, the most attractive man I ever met. Not at all. With. Not at like, all. Like, I have dated um, models and athletes and uh, VPs and CEOs and lawyers and doctors and... I, I've ran the gamut uh, for the light bright to the white. <laughs> the only one I never captured was an Asian. That's another story. You didn't ask the question. You don't get to know. <laughs> um, but I, I, Dang, I'm going to put up one question. Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. But yeah, I, I've been with a wide variety of men. Very attractive men. And I, 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 um, I like sometimes I feel like I'm replaceable. Like, you could find another churchier, um, motivated, younger, prettier me. <laughs> you crazy. It's crazy. You're showing off crazy fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I, I, it, it, it's, you ask a question, you get the answer. I feel mm-hmm. like I like listening to Ashley and talking about raising Layla, I feel like, man, like I missed the mark on a whole lot of things with her. I feel like, like I feel like I was a great parent. But then as she gets older and I listen to her parent, I'm like, ooh, I may have dropped the ball on that. Maybe I wasn't as good a mom as I thought I was. So I struggle with, did I maximize my potential? Am I maxing my potential now? Like, yeah, I could, I could, I could easily go back into a workout routine and I know what to eat and drop the weight and, you know, but I struggle with that. Like, am I, I'm not maximizing my potential. When you say maximizing your potential, like you did. I know. So, it is near but, impossible. You know, I'm not, oh. She gonna keep saying that, she, <laughs> but she's 41. I'll say it for her. She's 41. She celebrated okay, birthday that she that. about a couple of weeks ago. Not even that long, a couple of weeks ago. She just hit 41. Um, but, you, you never, it's almost impossible to maximize your potential. Mm-hmm. Because you're still alive. As long as you're alive, there's more potential to hit. Yeah. So if you have not hit the the space that you saw yourself or that you think that you can get to, the only thing holding you back from it is you. As far as, and I gotta address this as husband, y'all better told you gonna work. I didn't I didn't know, but apparently go work some things out for just a minute live on air. As far as you not being attractive enough and pretty enough and good enough, and you were referring to it in my eyes, since they in my head, I'm the one who can speak best for it. <laughs> Nigga, you are still fine. <laughs> Listen, they would get a show that keep playing playing around with me. Hey, hey, hey. I have no problem telling the world you are still fine. You are still attractive to me. Still desirable. I've been waiting to use that counter, but we ain't cleaned it off good enough yet. You are still. People who who hear me 
know how I feel. But why do you think I get the intro again when I talk about you? I don't just say that those stuff just to be saying it. I'm not like these old 90-year-old church people who are scared of their wives who feel they got to say something nice about their wife. I, I ain't that dude. I ain't that dude. I didn't say nothing like that about my ex-wife. I mean, I know you weren't around by, back then, but there's some folk who know me. They know I never introduced her like that. She was just my, she was just my wife. Hey, this is my wife. I never introduced her like that. And she was cute. Now, she cute, and you more than cute, and you get in the intro. Not because I'm trying to boost your ego, but because that's how I feel. I've never been a proponent of giving frivolous, flattery butt kisses. Not my style. I appreciate that. I just tell it, I just tell it like it is. You know me. I can't help but to just tell it like it is. It's what it is. Um, let's go ahead and move on before I start saying some other stuff that, that they ain't ready to hear. I'm about, I almost start to get a little graphic in my I start to see oh, a little flash yeah, in my let's, mind. Let's just clean that up. Just clean that up. Uh, <laughs> let's move forward. Aside from you trying to appease me, mm-hmm. what is your ideal vacation spot? For those who don't understand that question, the person who asked the question understands, but for those who don't understand that question, I'm not really big on trying to travel to a whole lot of places that are not American, only because, and if you're, if you're not American and you're listening to this, please don't take offense to this, but I don't speak your language, nor am I trying to. And I know me, I'm a really raw dude that can rub people the wrong way in an instant. And I am not trying to end up in nobody's foreign jail because I said the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person. I can't do it. Not, and I'm black, so Trump is not bailing me out. I am not rich and black. I'm just black. Not ASAP Rocky. I ain't ASAP Rocky. Kim Kardashian <laughs> don't give a crap about me. I ain't spent 90 years in jail. None of, none of that. So I'm just going to be sitting in jail. And, I, and No, I can't have that. So my desire to travel to many places is, not, is very limited. And I've never really had that desire anyway. I've just never really cared. I'll go if I got to go, but I ain't really, really care. But she, she's a traveler. She has always loved and wanted to travel here, there, and everywhere. Um... Well, okay, so this is now our home, but this used to be one of my favorite vacation spots to come to. Like, I loved Atlanta. Um, the few times that I've had the opportunity to come down here on our girls' weekends, it was just such an all-inclusive uh, environment. Um, I, I'm very like I, I like I like trying new things. So. Mm-hmm. My ideal spot would be someplace with some. Um, it, it, my my ideal vacation has to have three things. It must have some amazing food. I love food, um, and I want to partake of all of the indulgence of the world as far as that goes. Now, all at the same time, I'm not gluttonous, <laughs> but. I, I want to sit on a patio at a cafe, like some random small little mom and pop cafe in France with a glass of wine, eating some stinky cheese and some bread. And make sure you have a breath mint. <laughs> like, I, I love that. I want to go to Thailand and eat Thai food mm-hmm. um, and reap the rewards of that afterwards. Probably not a good thing. Um, so it must have good food. There must be good shopping. I retail therapy is for me so I must have enough money to go I want to go and shop 
some of these big extravagant malls in Dubai. Um, <laughs> and and there must be there must be something thrilling and new for me to do. Um, the first time we went to Myrtle Beach, um, golfing. I had never done it before. I'm terrible at it. For anyone who don't know me, know the, uh, please know that I am not athletic in any sense of the word. At all, at all. I, will, I have almost taken out many people at a bowling alley. Not my cup of tea. But I just want to try it. So going golfing for me for the first time was exciting. I was terrible at it. It was old white people cussing me out because I was so slow and I was tearing up the grass. But it doesn't matter because it was exciting for me because I had never done it before. Um, so there must be some thrill aspect. I would love to go snorkeling off the coral reef. I can't swim. At all. But I want to learn just so I can go snorkeling off the coral reefs. <laughs> I want to ride camels in Dubai. I want to be hot, sweaty, extra covered up, and ride camels in Dubai. Um, I hate heights. I want to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower, look down, be nauseous, run back in the elevator, and get back on the ground. I want to do that. <laughs> so there has to be, those are my ideal vacation spots. Okay. I would love it if my husband one day will go on one of these couples getaway cruises mm -mm. to someplace like Puerto Rico or the Bahamas or the Dominican Republic. I would so love you want that. me to be on a cruise? Yes. On a tin box? Yes. That prop that can get stuck or sink? Yes. First of all, Titanic ain't happening. <laughs> we both gonna be on that, on that door. Second of all, the disgustingness that goes on on this cruise. I've heard stories. Now, to go to the place, you have a better shot of us flying and going than a cruise. Mm. Cru cruise? Mm. To be continued. To be continued. All I know is the last boat ride black folk took didn't work out so well for us. That's wow. all I'm saying. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, um, what is your dream job? I don't know if I have a dream job anymore, if I could be honest with you. Um, mm -hmm. All my life growing up, I wanted to be a doctor, a pediatrician, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact. And then I took an internship in high school working in a hospital, and that completely changed my mind. Um, I actually have a degree in business management with a focus on small business management, um, actually because I wanted to open up my own adult Disneyland. Yes, shocking people, calm down. <laughs> Um, I wanted a place where I wanted to create a place where adults can just go and play and have fun in a safe, um, safe environment to explore. And I, I wanted to create that. And, and now I don't, I don't, I don't really know if I have a dream job anymore. I had a whole lot of jobs. <laughs> I done done retail. Um, in my high school years, I, I did fast food. Um, um, I've worked for a law firm. I've had a lot of jobs. And at this point, I don't know if I have a dream job anymore. Look, I just want to make money to accomplish what I want. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's a quick one to take us into break. Okay. Or should be. Well, maybe maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, what are your top three quotes? Um, 
when you know better, you're required to do better. Mm -hmm. My own personal life motto. Uh, Would scripture count as a quote? Sure. Psalms 23 and 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Mm -hmm. Very calming, very soothing. It takes my mind off of all the things that, you know, when I start to stress out about what I don't have, what I could be doing, what didn't happen, I go, you know, for all intents and purposes, there's a moment in time. If I ain't got it, it's okay because I'm not lacking anything. Mm-hmm. It's my reality. Um... I guess that's about it. <laughs> so check this out. We're going to head for another quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages with the final portion of our sit-down interview with the Queen Philanda. And we're also going to do just a little bit of real talk banter as always. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Melodies from the Heart. The first official EP by Jesse Jones. Download your copy now from iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever music is downloaded. If you love love, make sure to pick up your copy of Melodies from the Heart by Jesse Jones. I promise you, you'll love it. And we're back, we're back, we're back, yes. This has been a wonderful, insightful interview session with the Queen Falana. We only got a few more questions and we're going to get real talk banter. I purposely saved these for last. And I purposely saved this for the last segment because if I am correct, it's gonna, these may take a little minute. These may take a little minute. It is one, two, three... Four questions, well, technically five, but the the, four, the fourth one's kind of split into two. Actually, I'm going to make that the first one's kind of split in half. Mm. So it's a half of one, half of two, so however you want to say. Gotcha. Anyway, so it says, what personality trait in you would you change if you could? And what personality trait in me would you change if you could? Ooh. personality trait in me would I change if I could um, y'all can start singing the Jeopardy theme song right <laughs> uh I don't know. Okay, so if y'all can see her face right now, she is deep in thought. This is why I say these last one, these for his last second. I guess if I could take on one personality trait, if if I could change in me, it is 
Um, I know this may be shocking for some of y'all um, that I can be more caring. I care a lot less than what most people think I do. She fakes it real well. <laughs> like, um, it is a part of my one of my biggest pet peeves is wasting my time. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and even my daughter has showed me that, like, I don't know where she got it from because she definitely, that one one she got from me, like, she is so forgiving and will give people second chances because she cares. And I will not do that. Like, you only, look, a lot of y'all don't even know that we are not as close in relationship or not having a relationship or I don't communicate with you because I no longer care. <laughs> Some of y'all right now are, oh my God, is that me? Is that me? Right. It might be. It might be. Like You'll never know. Um, and, and then, because I don't like to waste my time. I hate to repeat myself. And, and if a person isn't progressing, if you come to me with a situation and then you turn around and go right back into that situation. I'm done with you. So when I say caring, I mean stuff like that. Like, like seriously, it, it took it took me a long. It 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 really took a move of God, and I I cannot tell you. I'm, I, we're gonna put aside that Jesse is my husband for a moment. It took really my husband preaching this message that he preached last Sunday before last. A couple of Sundays ago. The walls are falling. Okay, down. yeah. And, and and at Victoria's Life Christian Center about the walls coming down for it to really get me to the point where I could forgive someone and actually get past. I am a kind of person, and this is something probably that I need to work on, probably not. Maybe, maybe not. Um <laughs> once I'm done with you, I'm really done with you. Um, and once you are on my, I'm through with you list, I really don't care what happens to you. Um, and I, I mean that from, from, from the bottom of the sole of my feet, when I'm done, I'm done. Um, and someone had wronged me. I felt, I felt, let me say I felt, um, and I was willing to put hands on this person because of the act that they committed because it hurt me that deeply. And mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, I was going to blow the whole situation up because I was angry. Mm-hmm. I God has done a tremendous work in me because <laughs> I was a very mean and vengeful person. And I mean that with all the venom that you hear in that statement. Um, you, I, I was a, I'm going to get you before you get me. And if you do get one up on me, trust to believe somebody has to bleed afterward kind of person. Um, and it, 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 if I could change one thing, it would God softening my heart and he's slowly, but surely doing that because the, the message that Pastor Jesse, and, and some of y'all are going to get real excited when you hear me say that. The message that Pastor Jesse preached about the walls coming down. Us bringing down these walls because we're blocking the blessings on our own side. Like, 
really touched me in a way that I had to go back to the person. I had to connect with them through somebody else in order to even get them because I had completely erased them from my life. Uh, as a matter of fact, not only did I erase my life, but I, I, I had it out with anybody who said that they was in contact with this person. <laughs> Facts. Um, and I had to, I had to go to that person and, and I, I aired it all out. Like I told him, I was like, you don't even know your life was in danger the whole time that a whole weekend I spent in the house with you. Um, your life was in danger because at any moment I was ready to snap. Um, because I really, I wanted you to feel as much pain physically as I felt emotionally, um, which was a lot of pain, a lot of rage. Um, and I had to go back to that person. I had to, um, I had to, I had to repent, reconcile, not even reconcile, but just, I had to, I had to go back to that person and, um, we talked it out and, we said both of our peace and, and now I'm at peace with that. And that's something I no longer have to hang on to. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm still working on that. I'm still working. I'm, there's still some areas I'm still working on that. I'm still a work in progress. God's, God's not through with me yet, <laughs> but that, that is, that is def definitely a wall that has came down on me. And it was, a, it was a great weight. It was a great weight. And I've just felt so much lighter since then. Um, so I, I know that this, this is something I'm working on. Um, one character flaw that I could change in my husband, if I could. And there's a thousand of them. So if I she, could just she pick, going through her mental roller that's right now. Right. Which one do I want to pick and talk about? Um, if I could pick one, I would, um, I would make him more open, like him, his mind be as open as I am to things and situations. And I know, I know because of who he is and why this thing is in place because of who he is and the gifts that God has given him, which can be a blessing and a curse. I know that he cannot be as open as me. Um, and, but if I could, I, I would change that. Like there, there are things that I want and desire um, from my partner that I just really have to let go of because it's just not going to happen. But if there, there was one thing I could change, it would be that. Okay. Oh, they're going to get heavier. <laughs> the, the, the last couple are going to get heavier. Uh, this one I say because I absolutely love it. This is probably... My third favorite question. I said third favorite because my my first and second favorite question I asked. So of course I'm gonna like my own questions above everybody else's. Of but this is of the questions I didn't write down. Mm -hmm. This is my absolute favorite question. Okay. Because it's gonna give a lot. I think it'll give some insight and it'll make you think. Okay. Like so if you had to be responsible for reaching yourself. In the past, how would you do it, and what challenges would you face? Ooh, I if I could reach myself in the past, um, say it again. If you could, if you were responsible for reaching yourself in the past, you're the old you. Uh huh. How would you do it, and what challenges do you think you would face trying to do it? 
Um, if I could reach myself in the past, if I had to, um, I would have to convince myself that 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 I'm loved. Like, not in the surface level set of love, mm-hmm. but like unconditionally loved. And it would be hard because I wouldn't trust me to do that. I would, because the old me would be looking at the motive behind me coming at me like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't trust people. Um, I still struggle with trusting people today. Um, I think that I'm at a place where I don't care enough. <laughs> that That is my deflection from that. I don't really care what you think or how you feel. <laughs> so, I'm okay with sharing me. Um... But the first thing I would do is is I would I would hug myself. I would hug myself. I can hear the studio audience. Oh, <laughs> because I can see that. And these two questions that I didn't know. Well, I these are the two that I asked, which are my favorite two. Uh, but I didn't know that that question was going to be there. But I had every intention to ask it. So. This is why I kind of saved it in that order. Gotcha. Um, what advice would you give to your past self? That's Ooh. just a typical question people like to ask. But I have a, I have a, I have a nice little spin on that one in just a second. You know, I always spin on stuff. So mm. what advice would you give your past self? One good piece of advice you would give your past self. Don't short change yourself. Just do it. Just do it. Go for it. If it fails, it fails. If it succeed, it succeed. Don't stop. I've stopped myself from doing a lot of of of, of living of my life um, because I was worried about what other people needed and trying to provide and take care of other people. Don't stop. Keep going. Here is my spin on that. Okay. What question would you like to ask your future self and get an answer? Are you happy? That's heavy. <laughs> like looking back over your life, are you happy? That's a, I should have asked that question last. That's a hard <laughs> transition out of but yeah, yeah. So I hope you all have enjoyed. Oh, that was this, it? Yeah, that's all 20. Oh, cool. Oh, that was just. <laughs> I, I, I want to thank you all for caring enough or wanting to hear from me because I don't think I'm that important. Yes, you are. You are. <laughs> so I want to thank you all for submitting your questions um, and um, just taking the time to get to know me. Don't go nowhere yet, y'all, because we have we still have real talk banter. I have two keep ones, which are all Philanda centric. I'm not gonna answer them because they ain't got nothing to do with me. Oh wow! <laughs> and 
they, I promise you, if I know her like I believe I know her, not only is she going to think to answer, it's going to take a second, especially the second one, going to take her a minute to answer it. Mm-hmm. Wait till you hear her talk about these. So, here we go. We ain't going to go to commercial break. We just going to go ahead and go I right into it. Dive right into dive it. Dive right okay. into it. Keep one. Okay. Now laters. Fruities. Chico sticks. Or Boston baked beans. Ooh. You can only keep one. Mm. And why? Now laters, Chico sticks, Boston baked beans. And fruities. And fruities. Huh. Okay, so I really don't eat Boston baked beans anymore, nor Chico sticks because I'm old and the only crunch that I want to do is on some ice nowadays. <laughs> Let me just be honest with you. Uh, so that leads up to now laters and fruities. I'm going to have to say the fruities. Um, I, 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 the last pack of now laters I had was probably four or five years ago. Oh, that's so sad. It is. Um, I had it and there's something about the texture in my older age that I just, it's okay. Like mm-hmm. for, for me, sweets are getting too sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, fruities are small, compact, just enough flavor, sugary pop for the moment and I'm good to go. So I'm going to keep the fruities. Okay. Okay. I can live with you keeping fruities. I'm okay with that. As long as I ain't Chico Six or Boston Baked Beans, I can't stand either one of them. That's okay. <laughs> it wasn't about you. It wasn't about you. That's, hey, that's why I said I ain't got nothing to do with this. It's, mm-hmm. this, it's a you-centric one. So here is our final keep one. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, you ain't gonna like this one. Are you ready? Okay. You can only keep one. Okay. Harold's Chicken. Garrett's Popcorn. Giordano's. Or your favorite Italian sausage Chicago style place? I couldn't find which one which one you like. I know you love Chicago Italian sausage, so I just said your favorite place. And only, can only keep, keep one of those. And not only can you only keep one, but all whichever one you get rid of, they going for everybody. Oh no. Okay, Harold's Chicken. Harold's Chicken. Garrett's Popcorn. Garrett's Popcorn. Giordano's. Or your favorite Italian sausage place. Oh. A little hometown Chicago question for you. Um... I'm going to have to say, if I can only keep one, it's going to be Giordano's. Look, everybody in the world needs to experience some Chicago-style pizza. Um, Since we have been down here, that is the only thing that I have not found yet is my Chicago-style pizza place. I've had Harold's and JJ's Fish, Garrett's Popcorn. I'm not like a huge popcorn eater anymore. so I can, and it actually it's over in Linux Mall, so I can get that anytime. I actually know where it is. Um, and caramel and cheese mix, this is Chicago style. You have to have those two put together. It needs to be put together in a well-balanced bag. Um, 
But yeah, I I can't. I can only keep one. I, I need the whole world to experience a deep dish, truly deep dish, Chicago style pizza that you cannot pick up with. You need a knife and a fork to eat it, and a good, nice, good beer, a light beer with good light flavored hops in it, like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all can see her right now, I'm she's sorry, doing my the eyes Homer. rolling back in my head right now, just thinking about it. She just did the Homer Simpson, y'all. Y'all just <laughs> yeah, it. a little drool. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but yeah, if I could save one, because I I think even if you don't like it, I like even if you're a vegetarian, just go get the cheese one. But really, you need to get a sausage and pepperoni mix. You, it really needs to be that. But that that the 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 thickness of the crust and the cheese and when you lift it like cheese should string on for all eternity that it looked like just the beautifulest cheesy spider web in the world it, it should be hot and it should be deep and it should be fresh it took about 45 minutes to an hour to cook because it's so big it's so deep you shouldn't get beyond two slices unless you like really really gluttonous Ugh. Like, for me, I just need everybody to just partake of it. Look, if you're in Chicago, go right now. Eat a piece of Giordano's or Luminati's um, pizza. And go and partake of this. If you are in Columbus, Ohio, and you listen to this, please head up to Polaris. Go to Giordano's. Ex- sit down for the long extended wait. Um, and, and really just partake of it and savor all the goodness and flavors of the sauces and everything. You need this in your life. At least experience it one time. Now, do I recommend you eat this on a regular basis? No, because your heart probably stop. Um, wow. <laughs> but yes, you must at least in your one in your lifetime experience Chicago style pizza. It's truly just a beautiful experience. I'm hungry now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are rolled in the back of my head. I'm just thinking about it. A little moist in the mouth. It's not pleasant, but. I, I yeah yeah that one that one right there. <laughs> I told y'all there was gonna be some stuff that she was gonna that, that she was gonna say behind that man. So I really really hope you have enjoyed as I have this sit down conversation and interview with my wife, the lovely, beautiful, vivacious, the chocolate. Mm, mm. She's your queen to me. I do not instruct him to do that, y'all. Hey, I got acoustics out here. I got to use them at least once. <laughs> um, but we hope you've had, you have enjoyed it. Uh, this has been a wonderful podcast, a wonderful interview session. So check this out. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I was going to hold yes. off, but yes. here we're going to do. So next week, we will do a sit-down interview with yours truly. So here's what we're going to do. Submit your questions to realtalkhpm at gmail.com or submit your questions to the Real Talk podcast on Facebook. Either or. You can either comment on the link that's going to be there that that lets people hear this podcast. You can post on the Real Talk podcast Facebook page or you can email us at realtalkhpm at gmail.com. If you email it, I'm just going to forward it right on over to the queen. I'm not going to take time to look at them and dissect them and try to get no cheats. Yes. She's going to pick all the questions that get asked. She's going to set up the, 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 uh, the keep ones or however she wants to do Real Talk Banner. 
she gonna be in charge next week with the exception of the open. I'm gonna do the open still because that's what I do. But we're gonna do that, and I, I feel like we're gonna. We, it was good for the goose, it's good for the gander. So and let fire them out. Let's get real, people. Let's dive into his psyche. <laughs> let's jump in his ear and walk through his mind. Look, don't come in here. Sure, you want to get all the churchy questions out the way? Go ahead and do that. But let's really get in there. Let's dig deep, people. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to warn y'all ahead of time. You mess around, take a walk through my mind. You're going to have some nightmares. <laughs> y- y'all can't handle all this stuff. Because unlike my wife, my wife is nice and delicate and beautiful and, and sometimes dainty and bougie. And so she had, she was doing her best to sugarcoat some of these answers and stuff. I'm not that dude. Some of y'all, y'all listen. Some of y'all ain't going to want to view me as pastor no more. You hear some of these answers I get, some of these questions. Watch the questions that you ask. I live by a motto. So here's a free one for you. I live by a motto. Don't ask no questions you really don't want to know the answer <laughs> to. Because I'm about to answer them. So that's what we're going to do next week. But until then, we hope and pray you have enjoyed this podcast. It's been a blast to get to know that much more my queen, I hope you have enjoyed. I hope you've learned something. I hope it's given you something to make you think. And hopefully something she has said has also encouraged you as well. Listen, do me a favor. And please, 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 I got two favors I need from you. One, I really would like you to consider, I haven't said this in a while. I really would like you to consider becoming one of our valued subscribing members. All that does is we ask you for a small donation once a month. It, it, it's automatic. You can do it through Anchor, who is our our host for our podcast. This wonderful platform that they have us on here at Anchor. Um, they're just small increments. I can't think of the, of the levels off the top of my head right now, uh, but they're real small levels, just once a month. What that's going to do is going to help us build this podcast that much the more. There's some things I have envisioned to do. This type of stuff I love doing, and I want to do it big, but I'm going to be real. It takes money to do it big. I can't afford to do it all on my own with also having this apartment and being down in Georgia and having the ministry and wanting to take my wife out and all the stuff I got to do with justice. So I need your help. I know you got some things you're trying to plan to do, and I'm not trying to infringe upon that. But if you would consider that, I would greatly appreciate it. Here's another way you can help. Get this podcast out to as many people as you can. Share, share, share. Share it on every platform you can. If you're on Facebook, share that link. If you on uh, on uh, uh, Twitter, share the link. If you on Instagram, I believe you can share the link on Instagram too. I ain't on Instagram, but I believe you can. Let people know about this podcast and draw attention to it. Because the more listeners that I get, the more sponsorships I can get. You hear the commercial for Anchor, and I've given you commercial for High Praise Ministries Next Level Service. And there's also the commercial for Melodies from the Heart, which is my CD that I have out. But I want to get some real sponsors as well. And they and they have their eyes on how many listeners we have each week. So if you would, would not mind, please, ma'am, please, sir, get this podcast out there. Share, 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 share. I'd so greatly appreciate it. So here's the close. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter what situation you find yourself in, make sure you always keep it real. This has been the Real Talk Podcast. Thanks for listening. This is Real Talk. Real Talk Radio. This is Real Talk. High Praise Ministries presents Real Talk. Real Talk. This is Real Talk. 
Real Talk Radio. This is Real Talk. High Praise Ministries presents Real Talk. Real Talk. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. 